All right, this is Rage Against the Pod. This is the weekly, or sometimes, usually weekly, Rage Against the Machine podcast where we get into a different Rage song every week and uh, we we talk about the lyrics, we talk about the music, we try to get as in-depth with the songs as we can and we try to have a good time doing it. My name is Tyler and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether is Jeff. Uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Rage Against the Pod. That would be great. Would really appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, let's just jump right into the song of the week. Uh, what do you? What are we doing today, Jeff? Township Rebellion. Yes, we're doing Township Rebellion from Rage Against the Machine. This is from their first record from 1992, their self-titled record. I think this is track nine on the record. And um, what are your initial thoughts on this on this particular song, Jeff? What do you got? Um, this is a pretty this is a pretty deep cut. Aside from like B sides or rarities, I mean, this is this may be like the deepest of cuts for Rage. Really? Yeah, because it's it's. It's a long song. It's on their first mm-hmm. album. It's like the second to last song. And mm, yeah, no, I this is, yeah, th- I'm sticking with it. This is one of the deepest of cuts for Rage. See, this is where I, I wholeheartedly disagree with you on. Because they played this song so many times live. This was like almost a staple in their set list. But from the are, very there beginning. There are no deep cuts for like true heads. For everybody else, this is, this is, this is a deep cut. But this is not, though, because they, they even played this at their first show. They played this song. So this is... Because they didn't have a lot of songs at their first thing. show. But then they even played it <laughs> up until, you know, they were touring the last time they were playing the song. So it's not a deep cut. It's a deep there's cut. No way. It's no, no, the no, deepest it's not, in the deep not. end of cuts. If there was it's a not. swimming pool of cuts, this would be in the deep end. <laughs> at the bottom of the Come deep on. end. Next to the drain. I will say I'm pretty sure this is a top. This is a top, at this point in the pod. This is a top five rage song for me. What? Yeah, Township Rebellion. You're I love just, this. You're song. just being silly. No, I'm being sensible, no, reasonable. I mean, okay, it's coming off the other pod and then doing this one. This. <laughs> it's like, how can you even take me seriously at this? Are point? you tired? You no, I'm not tired at all. No, I'm good. I'm all good. I then there's no reason for it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, no, this this is this song is really good. It's it's. It's from their best album, and it's a uh, it's a fantastic song. I don't know why. Why do you know what your question was? Well, I was gonna just your first impressions of the song. Oh, and you saying that this is off their best record when it's actually off their third best record. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're, you're just you're, again, you're just throwing around a bunch of lies. That's what you're doing. Billions and billions and billions of lies. Oh God. Okay, so we, we should, let's get into the music first. Okay. Okay. Uh, the song structure is very strange. It's two verses, then a chorus, then a guitar solo, then a chorus, and then a bridge, and then a, a multiple choruses after that. It's just a weirdly structured song. There's a lot going on in this song. 
It's fantastic. I love it. It is. It is weirdly structured because usually they they follow like a a pretty straightforward path when when doing music. Yes. So it it is it is weird, but I think it's intentional, and I think uh, I think the lyrics. I have, I have something later on in the bridge, lyric wise, that kind of sets up why okay. why the choruses are where they are. I'm interested in that. Uh, I I feel also feel like every member on this song shines. Uh, I, but I will say also Zach is my least favorite part of this song, which yeah. is very very strange. But that's not even a diss to him because he is fantastic on this song. His his rapping is. Oh, it's so good. And the verses, so good. The repetition, though, gets a little bit much, but overall, it's solid, solid stuff. Uh, should we talk about... What do you want to talk about? I, I mean, just Before the noise. Jump, jump into the lyrics. Like, the song kicks off. It has... They put this little riff in before, like, the intro and then before, like, the second verse. And it's, that, it's like that transitional riff, and it's super quick, and the song just starts off with that, and then it goes into that that barrel 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 part with Tom doing the high parts and it's just it's just really weird it's really weird and and when you listen to it at first it's kind of goofy almost but they find it real quick and then b-dubs has has a really cool beat going on with what sounds like a cowbell and he grooves like the entire time he's the grooviest part of this song groove master even timmy c like he doesn't groove nearly as much as as b-dubs does because he's just playing that that one bass line just with that that effect on it, that wah effect. Whatever I that guess that's what it is. And then Tom, of course, is just all he's doing is hitting like what I don't even the strings on the on the headstock of his guitar. That's all he's doing. Like it's not even a note, really. Well, it is a note technically, but it's just really loud and obnoxious. Yeah, it's, everything everything's just kind of obnoxious. It is, but it <laughs> all, for for whatever reason, it they're all noises that shouldn't work together. <laughs> but they do. It's so weird, so fucking weird. I like and they're um, all noises that that like none of them like. B Dubs has never done like the cowbell stuff on any other rage song. Yeah, because it's goofy, know. right? He's he's more of like a serious drummer, and then Timmy C never really puts a lot of effects on his stuff. He, he's he's more straightforward. That's Tom, if he does, that's, it's just like a Tom's bunch of overdrive. Job. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's, it's it's weird. It's it's like a band that's kind of just starting out. Maybe it's, this is their first album. I don't know. And and they're still kind of coming together as a band and and, and grooving and, and seeing what works and what doesn't. Well, like I said too, this this was on the demos for this record, the original demos, and it was also played at the first show. So it's I think it's safe to assume that they this was probably one of the first songs they ever wrote. And it kind of shows with this, like we were talking about with the song structure and the weirdness of the different effects they decided to use. It's it's like a it's very new band. It's very garage band, new band esque trying to find their footing but the chorus the chorus music structure is iconic rage yes like from yes. day one they've they've had that sound and they've had it yep. up until they broke up so that's especially with the repetition too consistency i guess <laughs> but the solo is cool because the solo um, oh, the, the solo isn't just like something that we can focus on morello but b-dubs has this really cool beat in there it's very choppy and kind of weird and so mm-hmm. it gives you kind of something else to listen to, but like Tom Morello's solo is really cool. It is. It, it, it's it's on the ver. It is noodling. He is noodling, but it's still melodic. Melodic. Mel- oh, fuck. It's still melodic in a in an interesting way. It's not obnoxious. It's it's very fitting. It's very. Um, it's it's also kind of like basic too, because Morello's, as we know, he will become known for just 
even soloing, just hitting a couple notes, but using so many effects that they're just super weird and playing them in a weird way. But this mm-hmm. one's kind of basic and it's and it's like delivery. It's just like a solo. Yeah. It's great, man. It, it's that, fantastic. It's good. It's, it's good stuff. very good. I mean, I might as well bring it up now because because it, it's related to it. But did you listen? Did you listen to the demo of this song? Yeah. Did you notice how different the guitar solo was? Oh, the guitar solo that he played. It started off kind of in a more upbeat and, and I don't know, like like happier tone. Yeah. And it was really weird. And then he went really fast, and there wasn't like a lot of effects on it, and it was it was almost like bluesy. It was a mess. I mean, it was it, cool, but was I mean, compared compared to the to the final version, it it was it paled in comparison. It was just it just the solo it just didn't I, make I, sense. It, yeah, the solo in that version didn't fit the song. No, not at all. It just didn't made no sense. <laughs> but and then also the demo too. It's just it's it's just slower tempoed. It doesn't really groove quite as much because it is slower. It's I don't know. I I didn't think too highly of it to be honest that's the weird part about this song too because this song's kind of got that bold in the head feel to it mm-hmm. i mean most of their stuff in this era was was similar to that but it, it like crescendoed right they always crescendo to something really louder and heavier but in bold in the head they they double time it whereas in this one they don't do that yeah and i kind of like that because you're waiting for it you're waiting for that relief you're waiting for them to kick it up and they never really do and it goes back to the chorus and I'm not sure like how much I love the way they go back to the chorus because it is kind of weird. But again, like the lyric, I think that's why they did it, yeah. which I'll mention later up later on. But then also I wish they hadn't, they would have cut it in half, you know, cut that last part in half. Yeah. It would have been much better. So end it more in the song, more on the, the bridge rather than the chorus. So, but anyway, yeah. So should we just, do we have anything more about the music or should we just jump into the lyrics? Mm. Well, no, no, that's pretty no. much it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so lyrically, uh, let's just get into the first verse. Do first it. verse. What do you got? What do you got for the what first? What do I got? What do you got? What do I got? Um, so, the verses are like my least favorite part of this. I think they're they're pretty straightforward. Zach kind of telling us to stand up and fight, get up, mm-hmm. stand up, stand up for your right, <laughs> type of stuff. But uh, it's, it's it's almost like he's it's he's more like pleading with us, like begging us to help out. And I didn't feel a lot of angst in the first verse. Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, kinda, I disagree. I, I, I think the, the verses were pretty damn good. Uh, they're kind of, they're, he's pretty much just referencing, uh, what was going on in South Africa. Uh, how do you, I always have apartheid apartheid. Is that how you pronounce it? I mean, if I'm wrong, then I've been pronouncing it wrong for many years. Okay. I just wasn't sure. So th- that's kind of what he was, he was, Say he was talking about that, but he was also kind of kind of comparing it to the United States and just how we need to stand up for for our basic freedoms and just don't sit back, don't be complacent, just just fight, fight for what is right. And I don't party. know that yeah, to party exactly, but yeah. So that that's yeah. I guess it's not that that interesting. But he, yeah. he does some he he has some cool wordplay. I think that's more what I was referring to rather than the, okay. the subject material. Okay. It was the wordplay and the, how he re, how he says certain things, and I think that's what I like about the verses, rather than the lyrics. Gotcha. Yeah, the second verse it's still just a lot of apartheid references. So yeah, eh, I mean it's it's good stuff, it's important stuff, but like where he shined for me was in the bridge. Like the bridge made the song for me. 
Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the second one, it's the second one to me is him get, becoming more desperate and more of like a rallying cry, like saying, we need to do this now because if we don't do it now, it's just things are just going to get way worse. And so it's just him. He's more frantic in it. And he also makes a, a, another reference to South Africa with the Cape of No Hope instead of the Cape of Good Hope. So he, he's throwing the, the South Africa stuff in some more. But Laying it on thick. Yep. So I mean, I, that's yeah. That's verse one and two in a nutshell, lyrically, I guess. So, <laughs> what do you got then for the chorus? Uh, this is, I mean, pretty straightforward too. Like, why, why be quiet and subservient when we can rise up and do what's right? So mm-hmm. that's he says. Why stand like on a silent the platform? Words, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy. Fight easy the war. Stuff. Fuck the norm. That's the chorus. Repetition, baby. Repetition. <laughs> Repetition is key. <laughs> That's what you always say. Uh-huh. Okay, so then, yeah, we, we get into the guitar solo, then back into another chorus, and then we get the post-chorus. That's what it's called. And all he says is, what's it going to take? But he doesn't say it like that. <laughs> but that's what he says. Uh, so, yeah, let's jump into the bridge. What do you got? So the bridge, the bridge, I, I, I like the different people Zach talks to here, starting with there, then moving mm-hmm. to our, and then finishing with your. This is kind of playing on the idea of, of people don't really change or take drastic measures until it directly affects them. So mm-hmm. moving from like they're in trouble, referencing like the apartheid and stuff that we've talked about earlier, or any kind of foreign problems in general, really, to our or like the we at this point. Now we are in trouble in this country, but that's still a little bit too macro. And the mm-hmm. last one being the your or the you or me the direct impact of all of these things that Zach is warning us about is now affecting us personally. And I like the way he, he, he goes, like his scope narrows to the your part. I think that's really good. Mm-hmm. And then to dissect like the whole bent on the cross thing and then left on the cross thing, like that can kind of be a couple ways too. Like is bent meaning people are hell bent on their beliefs and their reluctance to drastic change? Or is it like a little more insidious and, and is it a play on like the child molestation in the church and people being actually bent over a cross as they were being sexually assaulted? I don't know. I mean, honestly, it, it probably, it's probably all of it. And then the left on the cross thing, like that could, that could be mean, that could, that could also tie into the sexual assault thing where when they're finished, you are just left laying there on the cross, broken, similar mm-hmm. to like Jesus being on the cross and then in that like symbology or it can mean that we are going to die for our complacency and our lack of fighting back. I don't want to say like Jesus did, because that's kind of not what I was about anyway, but in the same vein, like we are going to be crucified because we don't want to do anything about it. And at that point it's too late. Well, yeah. And then also like, you know, the, the shackle, their minds bent on the cross and then left on the cross. It's also like telling the story and, where Jesus was carrying the crucifix. He was bent over carrying the crucifix up the hill. And then then he's put up there and left up on the cross, up on the cruci- up on the cross. And then, so this is like, this is taken literally from the Bible. It's take, and then you could take it like how you said it. Like there, there's so many different meanings and they all kind of blend in and they all make sense together. It's, it's great. It's great writing. I for think sure, it's, great writing. I think it is unbelievable writing. I think it's so good. And, like I loved that part. I loved 
because when, when I was listening to it, I didn't pick, I didn't really pick up on like the you or the the there, our, and your. I just I was singing it in the there mm-hmm. line, and then I read it. And I'm like, oh, he he says there, our, and your. So that's kind of weird, and that's what kind of got me thinking. Like Zach is narrowing everything down because nobody does shit, nobody cares until like directly affects them anyway. And 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 Zach is is always like an advocate of saying, by the time it affects you, it's it's too late. It's the yeah. damage is done. And so I think this is a good way to get people to uh, to be angry about something. Yep, cares what it is. Especially when he when he screams just when he screams lost twice, and then he kind of repeats the whole kind of mantra over again, and then the one last loss. But then, like this is why I think that the last chorus is is kind of kind of important because the chorus is meant more as like a rally cry, as to get mm-hmm. people to stand up and stuff. But in the outro, it kind of comes off as like an "I told you so." type of yeah. of chorus so it, it's the same thing the same words the same delivery but it changes meaning because of of what he kind of said in the bridge what could have been cool too is if they kind of kept up with what they were doing musically in the bridge and then they just change they just put the lyrics from the chorus onto that set of music that could have been really cool too rather than bringing it back around because i feel like you kind of lose the momentum of what's happening in the bridge when you hit the chorus again because it's not as heavy it's not as like you need that that you just need to end the song like on a really high point, but it brings it down just a little bit when you report repeat the the music part of the chorus. Yeah, I could, I can see that, I and mean, that's that's kind of like what we would expect them to do, right? Speed yeah. up, like they didn't bullet in the head or do something different. So I don't know. It's still good. Yeah, it's still I good. I don't know. It's I still don't know. Again, I still don't know if I like that transition. I. Listen to it multiple times today, and I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I like it. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I don't know what to yeah. think. No, I, I I understand. And uh, and then also, you know, the line "When ignorance reigns, life is lost." Direct quote from 1984. So, but it's kind of weird. Like, where does that kind of fit in? Like pulling that line from that book, where does that kind of sit with what he's what else he's writing about? I don't know. To only make that one reference, but then to repeat that reference, yeah, I don't know. I don't really understand like where the connection that he was trying to make with the those with nineteen eighty four and this, but whatever. It sounds cool, I guess. So. I mean the the line itself relates, but I think like nineteen eighty four as a whole maybe was was like a stretch. But I think I just chalked that up to maybe it's just this is early lyricist Zach because we know he gets exponentially better as the albums progress. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it's this, crazy. You know, this this could just be like young Zach. Yeah, and that's why I mean that's also why this record is their third best. So, oh. got him. But, <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, in the demo, the bridge is not in the demo. They just they that part's completely missing, and Gone. it's just the chorus repeated over and over and over again. That was another reason why the the demo version of the song was meh. It was okay. Yeah, I I definitely didn't like that because it was way too much. Yeah, way too much. You need <laughs> yep, yep, yep. did you need something there or cut it off? But then you cut it off. The song's super short. Yeah, because that bridge is long. It takes them a while to get through that. Dude, the song is long. It's like five and a half minutes long. Yeah, it's true. Oof, Damn, man. What a, yeah, what a fucking banger, dude. So good. So good. <laughs> all right. So is that, is that all we got for, uh, yeah, for the... Yeah, I guess. Uh, we got that, that pretty damn quick. Yeah, that was really fast. I'm going to text you real quick because I, I don't even have that many covers. So. Oof. I'm just going to text you the the stuff so you just kind of follow along. We'll go in this order. 
that I'm sending to you right now. Uh, but yeah, like I said, there weren't a lot of um, of covers, and I was very surprised by it. I mean, maybe maybe you were right. Maybe this is kind of a deep cut, and that's why there aren't many of them. But I, I just I've always thought it was more popular, especially because it was always played live. But yeah, couldn't really find anything even interesting or funny or anything like that. But the Prophets of Rage cover was funny, just because it was so stupid. It was, it was just, terrible. Yeah, because what's his name be real just sounds awful <laughs> but uh whatever so the first one i have here i'm trying to bring it up but yeah everything loves to go slow and i'm mm. sure you got all my text messages mm-hmm. so the first one was uploaded this the the kids yeah this was uh yeah, 10 years ago a, 10 years ago by reed's mama on youtube has 69 subscribers <laughs> and uh yeah, it has uh, 83 upvotes, 31 downvotes. And these kids, they're playing at like this outdoor bar in Calabasas. And um, they're just way too young. And you could tell <laughs> the kid's really excited when he gets to yell fuck. And I was a little surprised by it. So here we go. There you go there's uh these probably like 12 year old kids playing at some like outdoor bar in calabasas <laughs> there's like beer so weird advertisements behind them <laughs> i know like, well, how did this happen it's so weird Why did this like happen? five like 12 year old white kids in like a very high income area like privileged kids you know like singing a song like this it's just it's so weird just everything about it but I might get it. They're kids. But yeah, they're kids. This, this is garbage. But what a weird, like, also for kids this young, like, what a weird song to cover. What what a weird rage song to cover. Yeah. It, it does seem a little little odd. I kind of want to know, too, like, this kid's probably, like, in his 20s now. Or all That's these kids are probably odd. in their 20s now. Like, he has a pretty good, like, stage presence, even at this young of an age. I wonder if, like, if he, he probably... to be somebody or did Yeah, did if something. he, like, fronts some band now that we, prob- that we know and we just... 
I don't know. Be weird. Well, the uh, I guess the lead guitarist, the guy on the left, he has kind of like Omar moves. The way he kind of oh yeah I moves his that. body. He's a little bit little Omar esque in there. Yeah, little but, Omar, little Santana esque. And the other guy, the other guitarist, he looks so bored when he's only hitting just those high notes. Like, he does not, he, like, even he thinks it's stupid. <laughs> he looks like the oldest one in the band, too. Like, he's probably just a grown-ass adult and they're all yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah, so there you go. It's uploaded 10 years ago. It has 6,078 views. So, good for them. I don't even know if this band had a name, but whatever. They're young. So, not bad. So not the good. next one we have here, what? It's not good. Well, that's true. It's not that good. But the next one we have here is, um, this is uploaded two years ago, a little, like almost three years ago, actually. Uh, it's called, it's from a band called Hardline. They, they just kind of remind me of like us, <laughs> like kind of half-ass trying playing a song and <laughs> they're not bad, but it's just like, they just don't really know the song that well. Uh, but yeah, this has 107 views uploaded by somebody named RJ Bella on, on the YouTubes. So uh, here's Hardline doing their version of the song. There's Hardline, the Rage cover, Township, Township Rebellion. They have zero upvotes and zero downvotes. How weird. This is, not, yeah. this is terrible. I'm going to give them an upvote. I'm going to give Fuck them a downvote. I'm going to give them an upvote. There you go. No, I won't do that. That's messed up. But yeah, no, it just reminds me of just us kind of like fucking around, jamming and not sounding good. And I liked it. It was charming. It was terrible. It was charming. It was fucking it was garbage. Terrible. It's like it was terrible, but it was charming. If this is going to be like the song you guys warm up to, at least perfect it before you post it. <laughs> like nothing about this was good. I think the drummer is the one that that up, uploaded it because he looks kind of the same. Yeah, but then the drummer is like super it. uninteresting and boring. He's wearing gloves, so that's that's always kind of lame. <laughs> I know, right? The bass player's got no shoes on, and then it looks like he's like fucking around with the with the guitarist effects when he's trying to solo, and like nothing is just. Everything's so lazy and meh. <laughs> meh. Yeah, it's not very good, but I still enjoy it. I still enjoy it. All right. 
All right. So I got one left. I got one left. And I'm trying to see when it was uploaded. I think it, no, it was uploaded like seven years ago. So this one comes from, um, uh, what's his name? Ian Stay Croy. Now, this is his live cover of Township Rebellion. And it's, it's acoustic. And I don't really understand it. I don't know what he's <laughs> trying to do. But be good. it's just weird. So he, here it is. for the acoustic guitars dude this guy is annoying and the way he set up the camera so he's like sitting in between all of his books <laughs> yeah dude, with like the so sepia tone yeah it's really bad this is it just it sounds like he doesn't even know how to play the guitar he's just like hitting strings and <laughs> like nothing sounds good but the dude okay so it has 266 views posted seven years ago and it has nine upvotes and zero downloads I don't get it. I just don't get it. This this, this is not this is not good. <laughs> this is just this is not good. Nothing about this is good. His voice, the guitar playing, the guitar is way too fucking loud. <laughs> Damn. Like why would he? Why would he think to post this? Like why would he think this is good? This is dude. Another instance of people just posting shit on YouTube because they can. Yeah. Now YouTube That's is true. like ninety nine percent just complete garbage. Yeah, that's why you hate it so much, right? I hate you too. Because of this. Like this shouldn't be allowed to this. get posted. Why why would like why should this be allowed to get posted? This is terrible. Censorship. This is doing You're, you're a, an advocate for censorship. This is yeah, when it's bad, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh shit. Videos should get automatically taken down when there's a percentage of downvotes on it. <laughs> if it's like if it gets like thirty or forty percent downvoted, then it's just automatically gets deleted. <laughs> God damn! Can you imagine how much like abuse there would be on YouTube of that? Oh, it's so good. It's so stupid. YouTube should just get deleted. Eh, yeah, it should. No, Garbage. I love YouTube. I love the YouTubes. I love the YouTubes. Okay, well that's all I got. I got damn, I got no more covers. Three bad ones in a row. Yeah, there was there was some like you know guitar covers and bass uh, covers and drum covers. Boring. But they're just fucking boring. They're, they're they're weird. And then there's this one guy I always see, but I never want to play him because he creeps me out. <laughs> because he he looks exactly like Tom Morello. He dresses like him. He plays the same exact guitars as him, and it's weird. So I, I always see his, but I, I I don't I won't even watch it. But 
It's weird. It's like mm. the Leo Deho of Blink-182. It's weird. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, that that's all I got. You, okay. you got anything else to say about the song? Um, I don't. Nothing? I don't. I feel like we're kind of getting okay. back in the swing of things here with the Rat Pod. been a while since we yeah. did it. It so, has. It has. You know. So, wait, who's your MVP of this song? Uh, I'm going to go with Tom. Tom's my MVP. Tom? He's just he's just cool. He's cool as a cucumber. Does a lot of things that I like and does nothing that I don't like. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna have to give it to B Dubs on this one. There is a significant delay, or I am cutting out. Well, you cut out really bad, okay. but that's okay. No, I, I think it's a delay. But yeah, we're wrapping it up. So you said your 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 boy on this one is Tom Morello. So again, like I said, mine is B Dubs. I think he kills it on the drums. But yeah, I guess we should just leave it at that. So there's no more delays. And um, go to iTunes. Unless, wait, do you have anything else to say? No. Y'all good? Yeah, I'm all good. Okay, there's still a delay, but that's cool too. <laughs> so just going to end this right now. Uh, thank you for listening. Go to iTunes. Go rate, rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media, at Rage Against the Pod. Once again, thank you for listening. And um, that's it. Uh. That's it. Fight the war. Fuck the norm. 